Hello and welcome to Guy Perryman Interviews. Our travel companions today are Kitty, Daisy and Lewis, siblings who play an array of instruments and create snazzy, bluesy music, who were in Japan for shows in Tokyo and Osaka in October 2023. The conversation took place at Excelsior Hotel Cafe in Shibuya, Tokyo, and was first broadcast across Japan on my InterFM radio show. Enjoy the journey! It is wonderful to welcome on board Kitty, Daisy and Lewis. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. How are you doing? Welcome back to Japan. Thank you very much. Thank you. Good to be back. We met a number of years ago at Fuji Rock Festival. And I don't know if you remember, the day before I interviewed you at Fuji Rock, I lost my summer fan, my paper fan. And you walked into the InterFM DJ booth at the festival and you had a fan in your pocket, Lewis. Yeah. And that was my fan. You it? found it. You oh. found it on the ground and I was like, that's my fan. Oh. It was amazing. 24 hours that. later. Yeah. So um, <laughs> have you still got it? Um, yeah. I I, did I not give it back to you? No, no. I, think, oh, right. no, I said finders keepers. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, I've still got it. Safe and sound. <laughs> <you> yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was a... A coincidental moment right. so um, at Fuji Rock, but welcome back to Japan. You weren't at Fuji Rock, but you were at the foot of Mount Fuji the last couple of days at Asagiri Jam. How was it? Oh, it was brilliant. And in fact, the first ever show we played in Japan was at Asagiri oh, really? about 15 years ago. So yeah. it was quite a special moment for us. So it was really nice being back. It's a great festival. And you're right there at the foot, just amazing on the stage. See Mount Fuji right behind you or in front of you. Yeah, it's yeah, great. It's yeah. Crazy. I mean, yeah, the clouds did come in, but yeah. <laughs> last time it was amazing. Like the, yeah. the clouds parted, the rain stopped, and the mountain was, was just almost revealed. biblical. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> was it biblical this weekend? Or? It, it always is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. You perform often with your parents. Are they here with you? Yeah, so Dad still plays with us. He plays the rhythm guitar. Mum's yeah. not here on this trip. She was on the last trip, but not on this one. Um, so, yeah, we've always, always played together as a family, you know, so there's no change there, yeah. I always ask bands, you know, what's the secret to longevity? And you're all siblings and you play with your parents. How do you keep it all together? <laughs> do you fight? I think the thing is, because we got into it because we never said, oh, let's start a band. So it wasn't like a business that we started. It was just something that grew out naturally because we used to play at home and then we ended up doing a gig and then because someone asked us and then we got asked to do another one so because it and it still kind of feels like like that's the the vibe behind it you know so we've always said if no one wants us to come and play when we won't do it <laughs> but if then someone wants us to play we'll do it you know so but even it, if so we're not doing like shows when we get together at home we we'll go around to my dad's or whatever for dinner we all end up having a sing song anyway so yeah, yeah. it still <laughs> continues on and off so obviously a very musical household. Your dad, he's a producer, is that right? He's a mastering engineer, okay. sound engineer, yeah. But yeah, I mean, we always, like Daisy was saying, we always grew up playing together at home and having a sing-song, and, and it just stemmed naturally from that, really, you know. So dad would play and sing guitar, mum would play records and stuff. So yeah, just it was just constantly in the house, yeah. I know you all play an array of instruments. Do you have any idea how many instruments each of you play? It doesn't really feel like that, because some of them are like quite similar, you know? So, <laughs> like the bass is kind of similar tuning to the guitar and stuff, so you can pick it up and work stuff out. But to play something well is, is another thing, you know? And um, so, taking that into consideration, I think <laughs> okay. 12. Okay. No, no, that's no, pretty good. I don't know. <laughs> Do you have a favourite? We all swap around, so we're right, used right. to not being stuck at the same 
instrument all the time, which yeah. is great. It keeps life interesting because you get to move around and have a go on this and then go to the drums or then go to the guitar. So it's quite fluid, which is nice, you know, rather than having one role in a band. It's, it's, it's a nice feeling. You say you sing and perform at home, but do you love performing in public? Do you love your live shows? Yeah. Yeah. It's a different thing. It's not, you know, like, like performing on stage is, is kind of one aspect of it but playing at home and all jamming and stuff like that is a completely different thing you know even though someone from the outside might see them as quite similar you know you've toured with a whole bunch of people too Coldplay I've got a list here Stereophonics um, Billy Bragg Mark Ronson and a whole bunch of cool people is there a favourite on the road experience that you've had? It's all been really different I mean the Coldplay thing for example that was insane because that was a in our sort of early years and we hadn't really done any touring before that so we were sort of thrown in at the deep end in this huge stadium tour Tour Um, yeah and and those (laughs) the Coldplay guys were just so wonderful to us they were really friendly they asked us to do it which was great because a lot of these tours like the labels will get the band on it you know and stuff like that because they personally asked us it was like it was like being friends, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's more, more of a wholesome vibe, which was We weren't used to big stages at that point. So there were these huge stadiums and there was us, this little huddle in the middle of the stage. How did you feel? I mean, did you think, OK, we've got to do something different out there on that size no, stage? No, we just, we just did what we did and, and uh, people seemed to enjoy it, you know. So like Lewis said, just playing at home, you know, we did that and then put that on a stage and it was it seemed to work so all our stuff's held together with like gaffer tape and like really like shoddy and then we'd finish and then like Coldplay would come on like which is like probably the most expensive show in the world at the time and so it was like a bit of a contrast you know I've never been, but a festival I would love to go to in the UK is Bestival, and you've performed there a ton of times. What do you love about it? Yeah, Bestival's great. I mean, Bestival's not actually running anymore, but they have, like, an offshoot of it, which is called Camp Bestival, and that's more, like, family-friendly. At a time, it was one of the the biggest festivals running, and it kind of grew, and and we played pretty much every year, and we saw it develop, and it was good. You had all different kinds of music and stuff. I really like European festivals as well they're a whole different kettle of fish for example in Spain you know you turn up and and the whole vibe's just different you know and you get really well looked after and everybody's appreciative of everybody working there and in Japan it's the same you know it's great they look after you really well looked after yeah yeah for your Japanese fans and friends if they're heading to the UK I know you're associated with Camden Town do you have a favorite spot where would you take one of your Japanese friends in London we just go to our local pub most of the time. But we're quite spoiled. We live in Kentish Town, um, sort of on the edge of, of Camden. And uh, there's a lot of nice pubs there that we go to, you know. And, and you walk in and you're locals and everyone knows each other. It's like cheers, you know. And you just chat to the guys at the bar and, and whatever, you know. So it's I guess if we've got a visitor in town or something, we'll invite them over for dinner you know rather than going out to some restaurant we'll be like i'll come round, you know and we'll cook food and stuff like that and sing and sing yeah yeah (laughs) you've worked with mick jones and i had an amazing time with him at footy rock festival a number of years ago he has a wicked sense of humor what was it like having him produce your album it was brilliant it was a lot of fun we spent um, many months together sort of uh, learning the songs together you know and he would learn the songs with us 
Um, and he was just a, a barrel of laughs, really, you yeah. know. And he was interested in films and movies, and he had weird little quirky facts and stuff. So he was quite a character to hang out with. To the same Oxfam shop up the road oh, no every way. morning. Yeah. Came back with like ten more books every day. What do you think he brought to the album? A few Greg's pasties. Oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> it was great having another set of ears there, you know, and um, someone else bringing opinions and to the to the table that wasn't, you know, in the family. So it was quite nice having an outside entity there. And so if there was any uh, conflict or bickering, there'd be this sort of person there that you'd be like, okay, like a counsellor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So is there sibling rivalry in the studio or on stage? Never rivalry, but. You know, we're, we're a lot older now, but when we were younger, there was a lot of bickering that went on, but, yeah, not so much anymore. Yeah. I always speak with people about the power of music, and I wonder whether music has got all three of you through difficult times in your lives at all. Have you always turned to music? Yeah, I think music is something that's sort of, you know, it's a constant thread through, through everything you do in life. So in terms of songwriting, you know, I write songs about experiences that I've had. So I think music is, is for me, it's a natural go-to way of processing whatever I'm going through at the time, yeah, for sure. Including broccoli tempura. Yes. <laughs> Which I'm yeah. fascinated in. That was a sort of late addition to, to that album, to Superscope. It was just an idea we were kind of jamming around. And we recorded it quite quickly, and I think it was the last thing we recorded for the record. Yeah, it's an instrumental that, that we just kind of were grooving on, and then we couldn't think of a name for it. And then we thought back to when you have to go to like meetings with record labels and things like that, and they always take you to these sort of hipstery places in like Shoreditch or somewhere, and on the menu they'll have like their version of broccoli tempura. So we just... Are you going to have any while you're here in Japan? Yeah. You never know. It actually made me think of Booker T and the MG's Green Onions. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was kind of loosely yeah. based yeah. around that. There you go. Yeah, exactly, yeah. What else do you love to write about? I think most of my songs for our band and stuff were stemmed around sort of love life and things like that and uh, got songs that, about friendship and Lewis wrote a song called Developers Disease which is about property developers in London and, and how a lot of the old buildings are getting destroyed so I think that's yeah it's quite an important message so and is there anywhere to live in London at the moment technically there are lots of places to live but whether you can afford it is another thing right. it's pretty terrible someone doesn't live there to get in is is horrible you know a lot of my friends who live there pay extortionate amounts of rent they're just working to live the whole time and it's it's pretty terrible so keep writing music about it <laughs> yeah speaking of music the radio station our catchphrase is find your colors what color is your music oh that is a tricky question rainbow <laughs> it's right yeah i mean it depends on the day <laughs> Depends Sunny what, today. Depends what mood you're in, yeah. I'd I say at the moment, you, if you yellow. mushed, if you mushed a rainbow yeah. together, it'd be brown. So, <laughs> a bit like brown. when you're a kid and you mix all the colours and it always ends up brown yeah. or purple. Probably that, that, yeah. Brown, then. Yeah. <laughs> You've been to Japan a few times. Is there something about Japan, tangible or intangible, that you love, that you'd love to share with the world that maybe they don't know about? I love the attitude towards towards the music I think is the main like even we were at um, Tower Records earlier today 
And even just seeing people walking around the record shop looking at music is something you don't get at home anymore. It's all like online digital streaming and no one sort of goes to record shops and looks at music, you know. And it was kind of like being back in the 90s. It reminded me of being a kid. <laughs> you go into a record shop and you look at the CDs or whatever. But so the attitude towards music and when we play gigs and things and people are very um, uh, enthusiastic about it, you know, and there's a, a real positivity, I think, which I really admire about Japan. Really unique crowds as well, because while you're playing, no matter if it's a quiet or a loud, fast song, they're like completely just watching in silence. And then as soon as you finish, they're going crazy. Yeah. And they can actually clap in time, which is、oh, a, a rare thing. Oh, that's、yeah. good to hear. Yeah, <laughs> the Japanese crowds, they clap in time, and it's, it's a, great, a great thing, yeah. In a way, kind of more like respectable, you know, like they, they dress here more like. Not just like, oh, it's all just been chucked on and like headphones in, like head down, just ignoring everyone. You know, a lot like back home, a lot of people have headphones on, they're just kind of in their own world, in their slippers, like popping to the shop. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. There's, no, there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with anything, actually. It's just your view on it, you know. But here they, they don't do that, and I think they'd be embarrassed to do that, you know. You are in Shibuya, one of the hippest neighborhoods, so. Right, you know. yeah. We're leaving Japan. You can take your passport, credit card, and a mobile device. Is there one thing you must have with you in your life? Oh. Chilies. Yeah, chilies.、Uh, <laughs> so we're, we're a chili eating family, which、uh-huh. stems from my dad. He's always a big chili eater. So we, we carry green chilies with us wherever we go. So any meal we have. Yeah, There's、same. a chili. <laughs> Brilliant. So you just eat、it. those with, your, with your, any meal you have in it.、Uh, You've got a coffee there, you can、yeah. stick it in there. Anything, yeah, it works. Brilliant. Chili's on the road, you got them.、Yeah. And finally, on your journey, you can have a travel companion, apart from you three together. Who would you love to sit down with and have a conversation with anyone from history or anyone alive today? Well, trumpet player, Tanta. Yeah. He was a, like a legend, Jamaican legend. And he's like, we're so lucky that he played with us. And, Yeah. He was just an amazing character. He was like that, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. People like that, it's not about, you know, someone famous or anything like that. Yeah, his name was Edward Thornton, and he grew up in Jamaica playing trumpet in the 1940s and came over to England in the 50s and played on Beatles records, Rolling Stones records, everything. And,、um, and he ended up touring with us. And he was that guy because he、yeah. would just sit there reeling off stories. <laughs> You know, and, and he had the dirt on people as well, you、oh. know, like, because he knew all these people. He was like, oh no, this is what really happened.、Um, but he'd tell the same stories, like, <laughs> loads of times, but every time it was just as entertaining to listen to. Cool, well, he's on the road with you too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've had such a pleasure hanging out with you again today, Kitty, Daisy, and Lewis. Enjoy Japan again, and see you next time, I hope. Thank you, Thank very, you very much. Thank you very much. And find my fan. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and thank you for joining us today. For more interviews and information, please go to guyperryman.com. <laughs>